Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of Transformation Church. Uh, back again today with me is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and uh, coming off a Super Bowl Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes. <laughs> and uh, did you, yeah, you were at... Never mind. You're at the I Super was Bowl. There. Yes. He, Justin was at the Super Bowl party with me. It was the, extremely boring. The party was great. The game oh, was the, terrible. The game was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was more fun happening in conversations at the party than the, the football yeah. game. The, the, the game was, um, my tweet said it all. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was quite the snooze fest. Uh, I know <clears throat> the Patriots fans don't care because. The Patriots won. Yeah, sure. Um, or I felt like I was watching a Floyd Mayweather fight where I feel like no one, won, nobody won. It was just someone didn't lose more than the other person. <laughs> well, that's yeah. So it's like Floyd Mayweather of, avoids losing better than the other. There guy. was a lot of uh, kick, a lot of kicking, a lot of, a lot, a lot of yeah. punting, a lot of fourth and longs and whatever. A lot just, of punting. It was. It was boring. It was. It was the snooze fest, and so. But but that's why I, I prefer college anyways. But it's more exciting to me. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like that. And what's strange is you know the Patriots are an offensive team, and the Rams. I mean, like, um, you know, they've got killer offense and Tom Brady, and then we got this young quarterback on the Rams, and so it was set up well. I know all the Saints fans were just relishing. Who were they? Re- happening. Yeah. They were rooting for wonder, the Saints. I wonder who they were rooting for. While not watching the game. That's who they were rooting for. Yeah. All you Saints fans out there, I'm still sympathetic to Go your situation. Oh, Saints. G-E-A-U-X. Is that how you spell it? Who dat? I think G- so. G-E-A-U-X. Yeah. Go. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. Hey. Anyways, uh, so yeah, there was a big boycott in New Orleans. Did you see that? There was a big march. No. Yeah, in New Orleans. A whole bunch of Saints fans boycotted the NFL by marching and they had a concert i'm probably remember who was out there somebody famous a rapper out there they boycott the nfl for like what next year or like uh, no the they're just boycotting the super bowl yeah not uh-huh. really the nfl per se it still happened it still happened but over their their viewing was down by over half in new orleans over last year well i can so. believe that only in new orleans right oh well, of course yeah uh if if i had rode by myself i may have left earlier you know, the problem was it was such a low scoring game, three to zero for the most of like, and then it went three, three. It was like, man, whoever scores like may very well win this game. And that, and that isn't what ended up happening. You know, it was like the score was just so low. Like it didn't, nothing mattered. Yeah. That over under did not. Um, you watch your mouth, Justin. This is a church <laughs> podcast. So, <laughs> so uh, no, it was a, uh, it was a good day, did, but did you like the halftime show? I thought the halftime show was okay. I, I mean, I, I like Maroon 5 anyways. I, yeah, I don't. I think if you liked Maroon 5, it was probably pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. Big Boy was a nice Atlanta addition. Yeah. Um, I, the problem with bands like Maroon 5, and this is, I, I feel I felt this way about Coldplay. I like Coldplay. Um, I like Maroon 5. The problem is none of them are hype bands. Yeah. Like their music is, you know, even their up-tempo stuff is still kind of solemn. Like it doesn't. 
you know, it's not like Bruno Mars. When, when when it was Bruno, Bruno Mars was the best halftime show in the last. Uh, yeah, well, he did, yeah, he did like three of them. And, but yeah, the, the one first he, the first one he did with Red Hot Chili Peppers. The one he did with Red Hot Chili Peppers was phenomenal. Plus, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, in and of themselves, that's a hype right. band right there. Like the show that they put on is great. Uh, you add Bruno Mars to the mix, but yeah, I mean Bruno was with Coldplay, and I was just still underwhelmed because it's you know it's Coldplay like like when they gonna play the scientists like. No, not at Super Bowl halftime. So, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of the music of that yeah. kind of music. Yeah, Maroon Five, Adam Levine, and all this stuff. It's just yeah. a little too. Yeah, you know. yeah. It's it's kind of poppy, too poppy. Yeah, I don't like pop. Yeah, so I mean, but I I, I can appreciate all the musicianship in Maroon Five. You know, Adam's a phenomenal guitar player. Um, all, all of their musicians are good. I, I like what they. I can appreciate what they put out. Not what I would pick for a halftime show, but. Everyone else there picked for halftime show. We're saying no. So then there's that. Uh, there's that. A lot of people liked it. You know, chicks like him. Well, Adam he took all his clothes off. Yeah. Bro, have you seen the office meme? No. I was talking about when they were talking about that. About Adam Levine? About the whole Super Bowl halftime show. You haven't seen that yet? No, but I need to. Oh, man. Let me see if I can. I yeah, he took his bit. shirt and stuff off. I don't like all his tattoos. His tattoos look like a hodgepodge of tattoos. True. Like uh, he was like partying with his friends and walked in and was like, yeah, let's get this. <laughs> it kind of, you know, honestly, he reminds me of like kind of Travis Barker's get up, except he doesn't have as many, you know, it's like. Yeah. But no, it was, uh, the, the game was boring, but I had fun at the, at the Super Bowl party. Yeah. It was a blast, <laughs> hanging you know, out. hanging out with some, uh, hanging out with some good friends, eating some good food. Always. Which is, you know, really my favorite part of. Oh yeah, you I'm, know. I'm there for the food. <laughs> like let's not let's wins. not kid ourselves on why we're there. Well, the uh, thing with the Super Bowl is it's always fun like to get together with people and watch, but like I don't have an NFL team right at all, so right. I don't really you know that I follow throughout the year or whatever. So it's like it's just whatever. Yeah, that's like you know Anthony is like in the game, like he's oh, yeah he and and, and like the he Patriots has a million dollars team. on the game, you know like. Shout out to you, Anthony, but can't get down with that level of commitment. Of course, when the NBA season rolls around, I'll be right there doing the same thing. But as for now, like, not my not my lane. But it's all good, you know. Yeah. So it's a good game. We had a good Sunday, too, man. Man, what do you think about these guests that have been rolling in late? I mean, I we've just know. been, like, tons of guests. Lots of them. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think it's good. Um, you know, and then when I talk to people and ask them, it's like you hear different things. Some's like word of mouth, people they know, so-and-so invited me, which is, that's the key right there. We talked about that. Was it last week or the week before? How just yep. important that yep. is. Yep. Um, you know, and then, you know, we try to do, you know, we have our, uh, you know, when people Google our Google churches, you know, we pop up and all that stuff and um, up to date web churches out there. Listen to me real fast. So just listen to Justin real quick. Your website is the doormat to your church. Correct. It needs to be updated. It needs to be current. Come on. It needs like you don't want the first thing they see is a you know something promoting like your you know the 2013 um, come you on know, Christmas service or something. Come on. Like it's, like yep. Say that. Updated and man, because people are going and looking. Like have it just be. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a great website. Like you don't have to spend tons of money. It just does need to be current. As a matter of fact, like we took a step back from the. Um, creative angle of our site oh, about big a, year, time. a year and a half ago right uh not even everybody maybe about a year almost ago? a year a year ago john did it you know yep yep we took we took a step back kind of walk us through that maybe there's someone out there listening that could use some help so yeah the concept was you know 
is is like custom websites. You know, like obviously a custom website is great and beautiful. Um, but studies, we were just going off of like studies and some data, but studies show that, you know, we care more about our custom website than the person who comes on our custom website, you yeah. know, what yeah. it looks like from a design perspective. Um, what, what the data shows is people want something that looks familiar and simple. Uh, and that's, that was our goal. And, and we built our website mobile first. So it's, um, it's designed to, to uh, with the understanding that most people are accessing it from a phone. Being that 80% of sites visited is happens on a cell phone. On a phone, right. So ours is designed that way. So even when you log into our, like on a computer and go to our site, uh, I think it looks it looks nice, but it's just not a, a, a really custom looking type website. It's designed to be functional and provide people easy access and information specifically from a, from a cell phone, uh, from a smartphone. So, um, but yeah, it's just... But people are people find us there from from Google and stuff. You know, they end up on our website. They want to know where our service times are, uh, what the, what the service times are, where we're located. You know, that type of thing. Just easy, get a, easy. Get a window in. You know, yeah. And just, social media the same way. You know, social media just like the website, like letting people have. You know, I, we were just on some church's site, uh, web or Facebook uh, yesterday, and it was like they haven't been haven't done anything with it since like May thirteenth, twenty seventeen. It's like well. That's what yeah. I want to see. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, because people are there. You know, it's not that it's the end all be all, but that's it's it, that's but where it's people close. are. You right. know, people are there. Um, so yeah, but you know, if someone wants to come to your church and they want to know what time your church starts, um, to, how many how many clicks do they have to go through once they get on your website to find that info? So true. Yeah, you know, that type of thing. So it's just making it easy. You know, what's the bounce rate? How when someone gets on and, and can't find what they're looking for, so they they you know get off get out exit out whatever but, right exactly uh, so yeah it's just uh yeah if you're, if you're a church and you're listening man make sure your website people can get the information they need man because it's it's helping us we sell that and say it's it's we're seeing that it's helping us people yeah, are telling fruit, us they're sure. finding us um that way so um your your website is the you know it's the front window it's the doormat of your church people are there before they come in just like uh just like you probably go look up a restaurant or whatever before you go people are yep, looking up yep. your church uh, yep. same concept so uh yeah and it's, so even for you business owners out there i know this isn't like a business owners podcast but um but yeah i mean if you own a business and you don't have social media presence and a website first you know you're you're spending money on billboards but you don't have facebook oh yeah page like that's great <laughs> we'll talk about that later that's if you're buying billboards but don't have a facebook page <clears throat> you have you, missed the point my you friend you need to uh reevaluate your right. your whole life because the person sitting next to you in your car while you're driving <laughs> is not looking at billboards they're looking at their uh, cell phone no 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. But anyway, so, I mean, we came off a good Sunday, though. I mean, Super Bowl Sunday for us was a lot of fun. And uh, we we kind of try to make Super Bowl Sunday a thing. You know, it's not just – we don't just treat it like every other Sunday. There's, and we do that with a lot of Sundays, honestly. But we don't we don't just kind of treat it like every other Sunday. We kind of go out of our way to make it a team thing and an event. And uh, so this past Sunday, you know, um, gave away uh, some championship rings. Yeah. Uh, in the form of ring pops, uh, so I uh, did that, and uh, man, just just so much good time, and, and preached on a message called "Crossing the 50. Mm-hmm. Crossing the 50. Now, Justin, you you we've been over this before. It's sports, not your thing, right? Like, I mean, no, I I don't dislike sports. I like football. Like, sure. I like to watch it, but 
uh, and I like watching basketball. I just don't, um, I don't go out of my way for it. Yeah, you're not like emotionally invested. Oh no, not at all. Like, <laughs> no, not even. I'm not emotionally invested in anything. <laughs> Which that may be a whole nother. Talk. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, Justin, tell me, is that a defense mechanism for you? <laughs> no, no. I uh, just kidding about that. But no, um, I don't like. I don't plan my weekends or my day around a football game or nothing like right, that. You right, know? right, right. Um, to me, it's more of a social thing. I like to, you know, I have some for a good, good close friend of mine. They're big Alabama football fans, um, bless their heart. But so they usually do a lot. Yeah. So, so lots, of, lots of prayer for those guys. Yeah. So we, uh, but we do like watch the game at their house and you know grill out stuff like that. So okay. it's fun. to me, it's a social thing. It's fun. I yeah. do enjoy watching it. I do like. Um, you know, I like some of the business stuff, like the NFL. Like, you know, you know what I mean. Like, I like some of the. Yeah, I can see I liked, you being that. You know, the, you know the movie with uh Kevin Costner, Draft Day or whatever. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. I like that movie because you kind of. I like the idea of the strategy behind, you know, what players they want to get. Like, and my dad, right. I didn't realize this about Tom Brady, and maybe my dad's wrong. I don't know, but he was talking about how Tom Brady has probably left over his time in the NFL millions of dollars on the table that he could have earned more that he could have earned on another team but he he let his be lower so the team's not at their cap so they could keep keep him a good right like offensive you know a line and that type of thing that uh-huh. um uh-huh. he understood the long game was kind of the point my dad was making of i mean him here's this dude i mean he's been in the super bowl what nine times he's won five something like that uh, six now so, right so i mean um he gets it, but he could have, for himself, probably made more money on another team. Right. Especially now with think. all the with that, a couple of wins, Super Bowl wins and stuff. But he chooses not. Uh, you know, so I don't know much about that other than if that's the case. I like that kind of thought process, or you know, them as a team, you know, like their team manager or whatever, who like the strategy behind players. And like, I kind of like that. Right. You know? right, right, um, right. And you know, we just made a joke about Alabama football. I'm not an Alabama fan as far as that's not my team, but I really do love Nick Saban. Uh, as far as a leader, yeah, and that his coaching philosophy and all those things, all that you know. So, um, you know, so yes, I do like football. I just don't like go out of my way. Um, baseball, terrible sport, boring as can be. Like, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know how that was. Careful Ameri- now, it's America's. I don't know how that's to- America's. I, I don't know. Like, if you love baseball, I, I'm glad you do. Um, but I. These guys just stand out in the field and hope a ball comes flying towards them. I think like, that I don't. Baseball is more fun to play. Um, but even still, like I couldn't, I, you know, I stopped playing when I was young. Uh, cause I, yeah, I, I couldn't, played, I played T-ball for two years. There you go. Hated it. Hated it. Running around with a glove on your head out in the outfield. I used to play in the chalk line. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> True story. I can see it. Yeah. I can totally I was see playing it. chalk line. Um, but no, yeah. So, um, yeah, I like sports, but not, you know, I don't know anything about soccer. Way too much running. You know, right. um, I ain't doing that unless someone's chasing yeah. me. <laughs> I like basketball though. I do like basketball. Basketball is just fast. It's like fast paced. Uh, yeah, I think that's why. I think that's why I fell in love with it. Uh, was because of that. You know, like there's always something happening. Like you're you're involved in everything all the time. Like yeah, you know, it's just different. It was a different type of yeah. Like when I when, when you know? I watch ESPN though, it's usually like the World Poker. You know, World Series of Poker is what I'm watching. Which, why is that on ESPN? Like, I'm still like... I don't know, but that's what I watch on. Yeah. World Series of Poker, (laughs) World Poker Tour, I love all that. Yeah, I I can't figure that whole thing out. But, you know, it it ends up... uh, It it, it ends up... I mean, I like watching football. I don't... I I just can't get down with baseball, man. It takes too much, like, kind of out of me. Like, it, you know, like, 
There's nothing My to attention span is too short to watch this stuff. So then you got like NASCAR. Uh, absolutely not. Left turn. I think a NASCAR race would be fun to be there. Right. Although that's how baseball is. Well, I went to a baseball game a few years ago when I was in Miami. I went to a Marlins game and I was still bored. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think any baseball game could be five innings and everyone would be just, just happy. Yeah. Their stadium was cool <laughs> and there was like stuff to do, but oh, I was I was kind of bored. So, anyways. Yeah. So yes, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. So, uh, so we we kicked off the Super Bowl Sunday. A kicked off the Super Bowl Sunday with a um, with kind of an analogy, and I was talking about. This idea of crossing the 50 and how uh, on the football field, on the football team, um, you know, one of your big goals is to, uh, yes, yeah, score a touchdown, but there's a mentality shift that happens after you cross the 50. So once you get across the 50-yard line, um, you know, when you're uh, when you're deep into the uh, opposing team's territory um, and the as you're playing football, you're too close to their end zone. And as you're close to their end zone, you are playing offense when you have the ball, but there's also part of your head that's playing defense. You you can't afford, you know, a fumble. You can't afford an interception. You can't afford a turnover that close to their end zone because you're giving them such a better spot. So as you're trying to get, as you're trying to score, once you cross the 50, your mentality changes a little bit. And so what we were talking about on Sunday is how, uh, for the first part of playing, you're trying to, you're aiming to cross the 50 because you're trying to get away from something. You're trying not to let the other team score. Even though you're on offense, you're still thinking differently. Like your approach to the game is defensive and offensive. You're trying not to let them score, trying not to fumble, trying not to throw an interception. And you're trying not to do those things all the time. But it is something that plagues your mind far more drastically when you're on the wrong side of the 50. Once you cross over that 50-yard line, though, it's like your thinking changes a little bit. Now, you still don't want to have a fumble or throw an interception, but now you're more focused on trying to score than you are trying not to let the other team score. You're, you're focused on what you're trying to do, not what you're fo- focused, or not focused on what you're trying not to do. And so we use that in analogy to kind of paint a picture um, – for our people on Sunday, because I believe our faith walk can be the same way, mm-hmm. um, you know, where we come to the Lord, but when we're living on the wrong side of the 50, we're so focused on who we're trying not to be anymore. You know, we're, we're taking this law based approach, this works based approach to our faith, where it's all about what we're trying not to do and the decisions we're trying not to make and who we're trying not to be and, and trying not to sleep with this person or say that cuss word or cheat on this thing or, you know, steal or, you know, we're just trying not to be or do all these things. And that's just such a, a, it's a law and, um, kind of works-based approach to how we see, like, we got to do all these things right. And the gospel actually doesn't uh, make room for that type of thinking. It's actually the opposite. Uh, and, and and that's what we wanted to describe opening up with on Sunday is when we can, if we can cross the 50 metaphorically in our mind, if we can come to the place in our faith journey where we're no longer trying not to be who we used to be, but we're putting our attention on who we're trying to become, then we're walking in true grace. Then we're exercising uh, true faith and we're allowing ourselves to be on a faith journey where the gospel is at the center 
because the law tells us all the things we need to do, but the gospel tells us all the person that we have become mm-hmm. in Christ. And so when we can change our thinking a little bit, then it changes our approach to God. And when we change our approach to God, we can get a healthy view of him. Now, and one thing I didn't say as much on Sunday, we want to point out is when you start focusing on what you're trying to do, in other words, once you cross the 50 and you're focusing on scoring in your end zone as opposed to just not trying to get brought back into the, your your opponent's end zone, as you do that, you naturally get farther away from who you used to be. It's just changing how you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So when we're trying, you know, we're trying to get to the end zone, we're trying to score, we get on the other side of the 50. When we're focused on who we are in Christ, as we stay focused on who we are in Jesus and the gospel continues to transform our heart and our life as we continue on that journey and as we continue to move forward towards that end zone, we are accomplishing both. We are still getting further away from the old us that we don't want to be anymore, but now we're doing it through a grace approach and allowing Jesus to transform us as we become who we're supposed to be, uh, as we you know kind of try to finish the race, as Paul used to say, and right. as we abide in Him, uh, as it's laid out, you know, in the Bible, like as we try to do those things, we naturally get away from the old us. Um, but when we're only trying to, if that's our only goal. It's just not to mess things up. You're inevitably going to mess things up because you're focused on not messing things up. Right. But when you can just focus on who God's calling you to be, it changes the game. It changes your approach to God, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is it's huge, you know. Second um, Corinthians 5, 4. Now, this is coming out of, I think, the Living Bible, the Message Bible. So uh, it, it's more of a paraphrase that we wanted to communicate and helping people see how God want, what God wants us to understand. And it says, compared to what's coming, living conditions around here seem like a stopover in an unfurnished shack. We're tired of it. We've been given a glimpse of the real thing, our true home in eternity, and our resurrection bodies. The Spirit of God whets our appetite by giving us a taste of what's ahead. He puts a little of heaven in our hearts so that we'll never settle for less. And I think that that's what God is kind of doing in us and through us is trying to drive us to a place where we, you know, we've walked, now that we've stepped into grace, now that we've experienced the love of Jesus, now that we've uh, given our heart and our life to him, now that uh, we're passionately following after him, that's a small glimpse of what God wants to do in totality in our hearts and in our lives. And that small glimpse drives us to want to this eternal resting place for our spirit. Um, and it's all centered on Jesus. Mm. So... And we talked about being on the winning team. We talked about being on the championship team, which is when we gave out the ring pops, you know, yeah. and talked about talked about Pastor Dan's, uh, you know, Pastor Dan's ring and his kind of his testimony, really, uh, of coming out of uh, a situation where the enemy really had felt, you know, uh, Pastor Dan felt like the enemy had kind of backed him into his the uh, with his back against the end zone on the other end and uh, on the other side of the the field, and and lo and behold, you know, God's just so faithful to come through and that story is on the, you know, it's in the sermon if you want to go back and, and listen to the full uh, kind of story that we told, but all that to say, uh, man, how powerful it is when you're on the championship team, because here's what we know about the Lord is that when we're on team Jesus, you know, metaphorically, I mean, sound a little cheesy, but when God's on our team, like we're always winning, 
we're always winning. That doesn't necessarily mean we're always getting what we want. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily seem mean we always get to play the position that we want. It doesn't mean that he gives us, you know, all these benefits of loving him and all those things from an American dream standpoint. Right. Right. Like, so, you know, giving your life to Jesus doesn't mean you get the new car, the yacht or the house. Uh, coming, giving your life to Jesus means you get an eternity with Jesus, which is better than any car, yacht or house combined and the greatest paycheck you can ever have. The gospel was never built uh, and the gospel was never brought to us and the gospel was never put on display so that we could have our best life today or so that we could have you know, whatever it is from a financial standpoint, your best life now, I wasn't going to say that, but (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was going to be cryptic, but uh, (laughs) not not now, but the gospel was never brought to us for that. The gospel was brought to us to save us and our eternity to take us out of hell and put us into heaven. The, however, to that, well, I wouldn't say however, I would say there's an, in addition to that, um, and that's one of the things that we love to talk about at TC is that yes and amen, that is the gospel in its fullest extent is that God wants to plunder hell and raid heaven and uh, and to see his lost children brought home um, so that they could spend eternity with him. Like that is God's ultimate desire. Uh, in addition to that, though, I do believe there is a life that is worth living that Jesus wants for us. He wants for his believers mm-hmm. that is more than a surviving mentality along the journey. I believe there is a thriving mentality. And again, I'm not necessarily talking about a bank account or whatever. Although sometimes God does supply people who are faithful to give everything away with more so that they can continue to give more away. Um, I definitely think we see a sowing and reaping principle all throughout the Bible. And I think there is a blessed life available. Um, I just think it's different than what the American dream has painted the picture of. But when we're on the winning team, when we're on God's team, when we're playing on his team and he is the quarterback, you know, we talked about that Sunday. The problem is, is (laughs) for so many of us is we want to be the quarterback of our own team. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like we want to be the all-star. We want to be the MVP. And as long as you're fighting for control of your team, you'll never win. Um, yeah. the minute you'll give up control of your team, your life and let Jesus become the captain, let him become the quarterback, let him call the plays. He's the coach, the quarterback, the captain, all that. If you'll let him be all of that in your life, now you're actually playing on a winning team, a championship team. Mm-hmm. So, and that brings us to the three things that we talked about for team connections. Cause we talked about team connections. I'm on the championship team and talking about teams, man. I love ours here. Good team. Like we had a dream team party. Huge good saturday night we did have a dream team party saturday night and we did karaoke Mm -hmm. and i must say yeah i did some karaoke there's some karaoke karaoke errs in our church or all right yeah i think that was right in our church and uh did quite well yeah i must say you did what two songs uh you did you did one with savannah and then you guys did like the backstreet boys backstreet boys (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah, a couple songs. But it was a good time. We have a great team, man. And our our dream team at our church is phenomenal. So yeah, good. They, our, do, they do good. Yeah, and we have coaches and team. I mean, they're so, they're, the infrastructure's done so well. And then our team here, man, in the office. I mean, um, you know, our pastoral team, myself, Justin, Pastor Dan is our founding pastor. I mean, um, you know, really spending time, so much time in prayer, seeing where God wants to take our house and this church. And that that is 
always uh, a blessing. And then John in the creative department, which he's up to like 36 interns or something now. I don't know what it is. I came in there the other day and there was like 18 people gathered around his desk uh, all doing creative stuff. That's an over-exaggeration. Yeah. I think it was really six, but still six, that's a lot. Like, And so, and that's not counting all his team on Sundays, you right, know, his creative right. team on Sundays. That's just the kids that are, or I should say people that are interning here which Jet just signed up with him. Shout out to Jet, if you're yeah. listening, Jet. Jet. Um, so uh, met him through the FBLA thing that both of us were able to be a part of. Yes, that's and, cool. And uh, so he came out. and Maybe he'll be here this week. I didn't see him at church Sunday. I didn't see him at church Sunday either, but he was there both Tuesday, Wednesday last week and service last week. Yep. So. Um, but yeah, so that and then Karen – you know, not not enough to be said about Karen. You know, she's killing it. Small groups and growth track. She's she's the glue of the church right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holding a lot of things together, uh, doing three people's jobs. Big big departments. And, yeah, like the infrastructure of what we do. She's she's really hinging that well. And uh, I love our team, and I love being a part of a championship team. And I really love how young our team is. Yeah, I was. I sorry to bring this up, but you're the oldest on the team. I am the oldest <laughs> at thirty three. Three. Thirty three. I'll be thirty two in oh gosh a month, but hey. uh, yeah. I mean, and everyone else is in their twenties. So man, it's just uh, it's awesome to be a part of a team that's that's doing so well. A winning team. A win winners. So all that to say, there's team connections that are necessary. We want to give those to you guys. And uh, we went through these Sunday. We want to give them to you real quick. Um, But you got to connect to your coach in private meetings. If you're going to be on the championship team, you got to be connected to your coach. All the time. In private meetings. And uh, brought this up Sunday. But there are far too many believers that only connect to their coach on game day. They Mm. They only show up on Sunday. They want something from the Lord. Give me the play, God. Show me what to run this week. And God said, I was trying to tell you that on Monday and then on Tuesday and on Wednesday and on Thursday. Like I was, I've been trying to have private meetings with you throughout the week, but you've been too busy mm-hmm. doing your own thing, doing your own thing. And, uh, man, and, and just like, a uh, you know, a team member on a real football team, you don't connect with your coach, uh, on the field. You connect with them in private meetings, mm-hmm. talking about the details and weeding out some of the stuff. I mean, that's where you really learn who each other is. Um, and those, those are important, you know, connecting on, on that type of level. Um, and so, and, and that really helping people understand the 167, you know, it's like there's 168 hours in the week. Mm-hmm. And if we're only connecting to our coach 75 minutes, which is how long our church service is, you know, if we're only connecting to our church, our coach for 75 minutes out of the 167 hours, 168 hours man like what are we doing with 167 other hours if we're connecting god with one hour on sunday nothing nothing and we got to get connected right ephesians 1 17 through 19 yeah it says i ask ask the god of our master jesus christ the god of glory to make you intelligent and discerning and knowing him personally your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he is calling you to do Grasp the immensity of his glorious way of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. Yeah. I mean, God has a plan for us. He wants to roll that out to us. And then the next one is that we connect to your captain in team meetings. Connect to your captain 
mm-hmm. in team meetings. And uh, who are the captains? Well, I, your pastor is a captain. Your pastors are captains. Um, and your small group leaders are captains. Sure. Man, uh, and really taking a second to like give a plug to our small group leaders. First of all, if you're listening out there and you're in the Pensacola area and you have not signed up for a small group yet, man, go to mytc.life click connect and click on small groups and man sign up for one today we've got all kinds of groups that are available for you to get plugged into and a big list this semester we got 30 small groups yeah it's a lot it's exciting yeah it is and so we connect to the captain and team meetings here's the things here's the thing that's unique though for us to remember is that our captains are just like us you know captains are players too like captains are on the field right like we're all in this together and so uh, it's important to remember that when I mean, we connect to our captains, but our captains are our players too, and we're all in the field, and we're all trying to do what's right based on what the coach needs us to do, the plays that the coach is calling. And that's a that's an important thing that we remember. Absolutely. So uh, we connect to our captain and team meetings, but here's the problem. Many people are trying to connect to their coach and their captain on the same day. Doesn't happen that way. Nope. So you got to you got to get plugged in to your coach in private meetings with your captain in team meetings. Now we jumped into Ephesians 4:11 through 13 where we talked about that Christ get, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for ministry so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And pointing that out that Christ gave himself the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. But what is that second half there, J.O.? To equip his people for ministry. Ah. So, it is not the pastor's job or the prophet or the evangelist or the teacher or the apostle to do all the ministry. Not even. Not even close. Not even. It's actually our jobs to equip the people for ministry. And so it's up to us as a group, it's up to us as the church to go to work in accomplishing all that God has for us. And mm-hmm. it's important to remember that. Mm-hmm. And then next, number three, is we connect with your teammates at team practices. Connect with your teammates at team practices. So we connect with our coach in private meetings. We connect to our captain in team meetings, but then we connect to our teammates at team practices, which is where we uh, have our small groups. That's where we get plugged in. Um, team practices, yeah, it can be Sunday mornings. Um, it's you know small groups, it's stream team parties, it's rallies, it's huddles. Those moments where we're spending time with each other and connecting with our teammates. Because I don't know about everybody else. Uh, well, actually, I do. I do know we all need healthy relationships in our life. Facts. We all have enough relationships in our life of people that are trying to pull away from us. We need some relationships that are people trying to pour into us. So Ephesians 4, 15 and 16 says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Mm. That we are all a part we're all part of this thing. We've all got something that we, we're going to be active doing. And we speak the truth and love to each other when we're all part of the same team. We can call each other out when we're all part of the same team. Yeah. And uh, accountability. Man, huge. You know, we just we have the pipeline that we teach and develop leaders uh, here at TC. And in the pipeline, we just had to do one-on-ones with everyone in the pipeline. And we told them something that they're doing great at. But at the same time, we also told them, here's something I see in you that 
you could change a little bit, you know, like you could, you could work on this Mm -hmm. and become better and helping people realize that like there's something for you, but you gotta, you know, that's right. That's some GV stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that there's just some, there's something to not being satisfied with the status quo. Like you're like, you're like me. It's like, I, there's something like, there's something bigger, something better, like attain something like, (laughs) and it can be frustrating Especially when people, when other people don't necessarily understand it, you know, or, you know, it, it, cause it, I don't know. It's almost like, I think people think that it's shallow or something sometimes, but it's just not, not that nothing's good. Right. Or that, you know, we didn't execute something well. Um, and it's a very fine line. You don't want to all, you don't want to come across as negative either. Like you don't want to come across as like, Oh, we just had this awesome thing. Now let's pick it apart and talk about how it should have been better. <laughs> right. You know, right, it's right. like, you, you don't want to be that, that way. You want to celebrate when it's something's good, sure. but also just not, you know, complacent in it's cannot be better than this. And in too many organizations, unfortunately, especially churches, people are afraid to challenge things because this is how we've always done it, mm. you know? And, mm. and, um, but yeah. I think uh, challenging the status quo is good. Yeah. Because there's more in us, not just as people, but as believers. Like we should be, there should be more, you know, like if we're satisfied with the number of people that walk through our doors or that um, meet Jesus and have a a salvation moment or something like there's more out there. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what is crazy to me. You know, it's like, you know, based on statistics, we had more salvations last month alone. It's not a competition. I'm not trying no, to paint no, it that way. No, no. But I'm just saying we've had more salvations last month alone than over half the churches in the country have in a year. Mm-hmm. That's something, man. Like, number one, uh, as we celebrate that as a win, not pompously or arrogantly. We just celebrate that as a victory for what God is doing in our house, and we uh, unapologetically like wave a victory flag on that. But, and... There's something to be said about that. And there is. And if someone heard that, the fact that we have to uh, p- put a caveat on the statement <laughs> right, 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 is right. even crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, that, there, right. that there could be a pastor or someone at a church, a church leader listening and think that when we celebrate salvations, that their first instinct is to get aggravated. Like, right, right, right. Like what, like what are we even doing? True. No, like you're that, right about that. That alone, and it's a shame. You do have to act like, oh, it's not to be bragging. We're not, like, maybe we should be bragging. Well, you then know? there's that. Because we know that no one comes to the Father. Unless the Holy Spirit draws. So them. it ain't even us. It's not it's us. It's the Holy Spirit. So what are you mad at, bro? <laughs> why, yeah. why? You have to yeah. then go back to the drawing board and say, why ain't he drawing them here? Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. I better stop. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree with you. So, but it, yeah, man. There's, there's more. We got, we got our work cut out for it. So that's why we have to have all these things you said, though. Like these points. Like we got to be connected to God, the coach, every day. Yeah. You know, not just show up to church and expect the Lord to reveal all these grand, grandiose plans for each one of us. While the the seventy minutes we're there, right? You know, if you're there that long, you know, right, you right, right, stroll right. in on the third song. You're you're, <laughs> you're fifteen minutes late, and then soon True. as it's and soon as it's time, here's I'm gonna go and I know there's people that are in our church that listen to this, but I'm gonna go and share what frustrates me. All right. If you're a saved Christian, and when it comes time when we close our eyes and pray, and we do the invitation whatever you whatever you call it yep 
when we give people the opportunity to, mm-hmm. to choose Jesus. Go on to say that. I know where you're going. Go on to say it. And people get up and leave in that moment. Ugh. I have an issue with that. Same. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say nothing in church on to somebody. I wouldn't say that, but right. uh, it's like you could be praying for them in that moment. You could be praying for you know like open ears, open hearts, and like that that someone would you know those type of things. But you know you people use that as an opportunity to get up and I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm gonna go and dip out. Come on, guys, let's go. You yeah, know, it's like, for sure. I, I don't like that. That's just me. I don't know if that's good or bad or not. But well, no, I think there's I think there's something to that. And, and even going back to what we said a few minutes ago, you know, about us, you know, it's not a competition. And and for I, there are I'm sure there are pastors or churches out there that um, that maybe look at some of the things we do and they go, man, I really wish we could. You know, we're not the greatest church by, on the planet or anything far. like that. But what I mean by that is, you know, we're seeing God do some pretty amazing things in our house and we celebrate that. Like that, those are such great wins for us. What I mean by that is if we've got people who are getting up and leaving during those moments, that means as many good things as we're doing, we still got people we got to work on to. That's like, right. That's right. They still got some people we got to teach That's the vision the to of saying like, listen, this isn't about you. Like, you know, if you had to dip out early because you got to get your kid to a birthday party or something, okay. It probably could have waited another five minutes, but whatever. If it, if you're one of those every Sunday people, like, let me dip out because pastor's done preaching and I checked my religious I got obligation my word, box. Or, yeah. or I got my word. I right. got the word like, today. Come on, man. Like, there's so much that could be done. And I think that's a mentality shift. Um, I thank God that it's not something that's, like, rampant in our house. Oh, no, because we, we really, I think we do a good job and Karen does a good job carrying it. Um, into our teams, this culture, you know, culture carriers that it's like, it's not about me, you know, even going through the code, like it's not about me. It's about the people mm-hmm. that God loves. And, you know, I love what he loves because we love him, you know? And so our, our passion drives our pursuit. And so I think that that's, I think that's part of it. And I think that continue, that culture continues to catch, uh, catch wind and catch fire a little bit, which makes everything, um, easier and it makes it things does. better. So, uh, but with that said, yeah, it can become, um, it it can become a distraction. It can become one of those things that we continue to like encourage our people, like, no, stay. That's why we talk about numbers a lot. You know, people mm-hmm. ask us like, are you about the number? Are you guys just about numbers? Yeah, like, are, not that- just about, but we are about them. <clears throat> we are absolutely about the numbers. Yeah, not just about them because but- however many people, twenty seven people gave their hearts to Jesus last month. Like 27 people whose eternity was hell is now heaven. Uh, 44 first time guests walked through the door of a huge chunk of which had never been in a church before. Like that is a win. (laughs) Like we wave the victory flag in those scenarios for Jesus and for what is happening in their lives. And they could have went somewhere else, whatever they were looking for, whether they're someone sick in their family, whether they're, marriage is on the verge of a divorce or maybe they're not married, but their kid is just something's going on with them or, or maybe it's health issues or whatever, whatever it is that is driving them. They could have ended up in a bar. They could have ended up in a crack house. They could have ended up sleeping with somebody that they just met the night before, but they didn't, they came to the Lord. That means the Holy spirit is at work. And, uh, how phenomenal is that? And our people are seeing people who are hurting, reaching out to them and inviting them. And if you are one of those people I've met many of your friends over the last four weeks. Um, you know, I, I think about Tim and Keisha, like we've talked about. I think about Savannah, 
you know, sap who's mm-hmm. bringing, you know, friends and stuff. It's like, man, whoever you are, you're bringing people. Continue to see hurting people or just continue to see people in general, whether they look like they're hurting or they don't. But the hope of Jesus inside of you, you got to give it away, man, because we're on this winning team and we need to do that for each other That's right. uh, as teammates and watch God transform people's hearts and their lives. And there's no greater feeling in the world That's right. than that one, you know? So uh, it's been fantastic. It's been a great journey so far in 2019. And Super Bowl Sunday was a good day, man. Yeah, it was. It was tons of fun. People signed up for small groups. Don't forget, sign up for small groups. If you have not signed up for them yet, mytc.life click connect and then you can click on small groups and uh man tons to be done but uh it was a great day great time and uh yeah man that's it it's good stuff so jay will tell them where they can find more info on us at transformationchurch.com you can find all of our information there things you need to know and up to date and then you can find us on instagram and facebook at transformation pensacola all right guys hey listen we appreciate you tuning in for another week another sermon another follow-up podcast as we break it all down we're going into a new series beginning next week called better now yes and uh it's gonna be a good time so we can't wait to kick that off this sunday all right guys we'll see you later see you Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.